Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. They don't call Mad Dog Manny for nothing. Talking about Manny Aurora, who visits the Bailey Show podcast a couple times a month. We talk defense, criminal law, right? That's what he does for a living. Located in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide. Handled litigation in 19 different states. Any questions that you might have for Manny Aurora, you can either shoot it to him personally at his law firm, theaurorralawfirm.com, or you can call our hotline and leave us a voicemail for the next visit from Manny Aurora. Oh, Mad Dog Manny Aurora, 404-369-3825. As a former prosecutor, they at the Aurora Law Firm understand the other side of the case. Top 100 national trial lawyers at the Aurora Law Firm, specializing in criminal law. If you need them, you need to get a hold of them today. TheAuroraLawFirm.com. And again, you got any questions for Mad Dog Manny Aurora, next time he stops in the studio, get a hold of us, PodcastTheBS.com. Look, doing a new kitchen or bath, that's a big undertaking, right? So you want to go to somebody that's like a one-stop shop, like UCI Kitchen and Bath. They've been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator and installer for the past 20 years. That's what I'm talking about, a one-stop shop. Uh, They provide the installation of whatever you buy. Speaking of, you mentioned the BS, the Bailey Show podcast, and you're getting 10% off your regularly priced countertops. That's a nice little savings, right? You can visit the Norcross, Georgia showroom location. Let their design team transform your kitchen and bathroom into a beautiful and functional environment to fit your personality. It's just upping your property value. You can get with all the latest trends because they got them right there on the showroom. Servicing all of Georgia and parts of Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida. How do you get a hold of them? Very simple. UCIGranite.com. The letters U-C-I, the word granite.com. I love people. All right, all right, all right. The BS presents Let's Talk To. People are strange when you're a stranger. I cannot wait to see who it is. Oh, wait. Oh, I hope it's Frank Sinatra's ghost. Oh. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. We got this figured out, and uh, I'm, I'm very excited to talk to our, our, our guest. We had guests, but because of some technical issues, we have guests. Uh, but the message here, I want everybody listening to, to pay attention because... Uh, it's it's very important, something that you just don't hear very often. Uh, we have with us right now Victor Boyce. Victor is the father of Cameron Boyce, and everybody remembers. He, Cameron was such a fantastic actor. He was a huge Disney star. Uh, if you're a Grown Ups fan like myself, he was the youngest of the of the the Adam Sandler kids and just crushed it. Uh, in that movie, just to name a few, I mean, seven films, 19 television shows, uh, numerous awards in such a young career, a short career, because he passed away in 2019 at 20 years of age from an epileptic seizure. Uh, and, and there's a foundation, and that's why Victor is on to talk about it. And I got to tell you, sir, it, it takes just ungodly strength to go into a media tour and have probably the same questions and the same stories brought up time and time again. Uh, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's helping you and your wife get through, uh, get some closure. I don't know. But how are you? 
I'm okay, uh, and thanks for having me on. Um, you know, you mentioned the same questions over and over. Um, you know, that's nothing compared to the daily, uh, you know, heartfelt loss, the grief that we feel every day. So uh, talking about it uh, sometimes hurts, but it's always necessary because one of the biggest problems with epilepsy is that it doesn't get talked about. Um, it, you know, it's more common than, than a lot of other diseases like Parkinson's and um, uh, it, it's the most common neurological disease that's talked about the least. Let's just put it that way. So um, I, I don't mind talking about it because, because we have to. Yeah, and, and of course, Cameron's celebrity is going to bring light uh, epilepsy, and with November being Epilepsy Awareness Month, I, I, I'm going to guess if you were to grab 10 random people on the streets, Victor, uh, eight out of those 10 uh, are not going to have a clue of what epilepsy is. So can you kind of dumb it down for all of us and explain what it is, how people get it, and what needs to be done? I knew how people got it, that would be uh, amazing because that's one of the problems. It, it, it's a very, um, it, it, there's no full understanding of how people get it. And, and anybody can get it at any point in their life. And, and this is the thing that people don't understand. Uh, what happens to Cameron is more common with young men uh, between the ages of 20 and 40, which is, which is SUDEP. That's a whole nother uh, thing. But, but epilepsy, um, First of all, there's 40 different types of epilepsies that we know about right now. So it's really hard to diagnose how you get it, why you get it. Some people respond to medicines. Some people don't. Some people have multiple seizures in a day. Some people have one a year. That's what was Cameron's case, or, or even fewer. Um, so it's really, really confounding and, and confusing. But we do have uh, brilliant minds working on it. Um, we do have um, uh, doctors and advocates just, just doing a really good job. But as far as getting closer to a cure, we're still kind of far out, unfortunately. Um, but I was going to say, um, Cameron may be the most famous person uh, to come out and say, uh, well, we did it for him, to, to disclose his epilepsy because, you know, epilepsy's got a huge stigma. And we know for a fact there's people out there that are in the business that maybe are even bigger than Cameron that, that probably are epileptic, um, but they don't come out. And, and we, we want to change that narrative. It's possible. And with epilepsy comes the seizures. And that's what ultimately uh, took Cameron's life. Uh, I believe what I read was like the fifth one and he started having them at 17. So do the math. There's a three year period where I guess it just got worse. When was he diagnosed with epilepsy, and what did the doctor tell you that you needed to do uh, as he got older? Well, he was diagnosed with epilepsy after the second seizure. Some people have one seizure and never have another one, and then you're not considered epileptic. After the second seizure, you're considered epileptic. Uh, and here's where our personal problem came in, and, and we've seen this happen globally with a lot of other people. Um, there's, a, there's a really good article in the Daily Mail right now, which is a, a paper of the UK. And uh, when I read it, uh, and we're mentioned in it, but it's not about us in particular. When I read it, the, the similarity of what happens to a lot of people in the world uh, was shocking to me uh, because what happens is it kind of gets 
downplayed. It kind of gets dumbed down like, oh, it's, it's not a big deal. Um, you know, just get good sleep and, and you know, it gets it gets it doesn't get the the attention it deserves for how serious it can be. So don't get me wrong, everybody that has epilepsy is not gonna die from SUDEP. But you could. And we never even heard of SUDEP, which is the thing that took Cameron's life, not the epilepsy part, is SUDEP that took his life, which means sudden unexpected death in epilepsy. And there's no full understanding of what triggers that, why it happens. Um, it, it's, it's really, really confusing. Um, but epilepsy is, is, is when your brain goes haywire for a minute and everything is wrong and, and you might seize up, you might fall down, you might collapse, you might bite your tongue or all of the above. And, um, and then it stops and then you come back. But with each seizure that you have, as a young man especially, your chances of dying from SUDEP increase. And uh, that's something that we didn't know or understand. So it's really important for people to be armed with information, which we weren't. It's really important for people to see an epileptologist, which we didn't. It's really important for people to uh, have people around them to know what to do when you do suffer a seizure, which also we didn't. So these are all things that we've incorporated into our foundation to, to help people have a better outcome than we did. And on your website, it's just a, a treasure chest full of great information and how you you can help, but how you can learn about it. Uh, the Cameron Boyce Foundation dot org. Just some uh, some stats to throw out to everybody. One in six, uh, one in twenty six people are living with epilepsy. More people die each year from epilepsy related conditions than breast cancer. And you can develop epilepsy at any age, kind of like what Victor was just saying. Correct. Plus, it's a misconception that it's something that is strictly uh, genetic, excuse me, genetic, or that you're born with it. And that's what, up until me doing research to have you on, Victor, and we were supposed to have your wife on, but I know she got got pulled away. But I thought, I always thought it was genetic, always. Yeah, a lot of people think that, and... um... It's not. Um, first of all, Cameron's the only person in our family. We, obviously, after we passed, we did. We went backwards. No one in our family has that we know of suffers from epilepsy, which is a little strange because so many people are affected by it. When you say one in twenty-six will have it, it it's really one in twenty-six will be affected by it. Like you will know somebody, or, or you will have a relative, or it could be you. Um, uh, but we also know that epilepsy deaths are underreported uh, or, or misreported. Um, many people that have died from SUDEP, their, their death doesn't get listed as that. They, they might say they died of a uh, cardiac arrest or, or something else. And so when that happens, um, research dollars that should and are supposed to go towards finding out the causes of these things don't, don't go. It doesn't happen. So this is another reason why it's really important to correctly list causes of death. Um, it's morbid as that sounds, but you, you, you have to keep the eyes and the researchers on the problem so that we can get closer to a cure. I, I don't know, you know, the, the stigma around epilepsy is just enormous. You know, you don't have a stigma around cancer. And so many people suffer from cancer. That's why you have all these cancer organizations and cancer marches and cancer walks and cancer, everything. You don't see that for epilepsy. 
uh, and yet epilepsy is just as devastating, if not more. So where where are we when I say we the the medical you know world? Where are they uh, as far as getting to understand epilepsy? Like you said, no one knows where it comes from, how it starts. There is no cure as of right now. You can manage it obviously with medication, but how close are they? defining any of these answers you read every day in the news about stories of hey there's this pill cancer's cured it's just got to be fda approved you know you don't hear that about epilepsy you're right you don't hear that you don't hear that about epilepsy. i can't answer your question as to how close we are um there's been great advancement in what's called wearables which are things that will help detect or, or, or or notify someone if a loved one is having a seizure um even service animals, things you wear on your wrist, monitors. There's been advancements in that. There, there's, there's research. Um, we funded a researcher who's in Ireland who's working on something called the circadian rhythm, which he thinks may have something to do with uh, what triggers SUDEP. And crazily, as she was researching, she's a, she's a, a scientist, she actually suffered a seizure, which is insane. It just goes to show how common this is, and she had never had a seizure in her life, and I think she's in her 40s. Wow. Um, but anyway, she's brilliant, and she's working on it. Um, I don't know how close we are. Uh, close is really difficult because, like I said, there's 40 different types of epilepsy. So we may find uh, a cure for one type and, and not the other 39. I, I have no idea. I'm not a scientist. I just know that because of Cameron's global reach as a personality, as an actor, as a, as a person who was beloved in the community for his charitable work and, and all the things that he did. Um, he is the most prominent face of epilepsy. And, and we'd like to see other people who have big platforms to come out. And that will really, you know, push the needle as far as getting more research dollars and eyeballs on the situation. Uh, again, I'm thinking of parents, especially I'm a parent that, you know, has a, you know, my daughter's 16. So she's around the same age Cameron was when he had his first uh, mm-hmm. epileptic seizure. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of want to go back to that first seizure. You know, where, where were you? Where was Cameron? What did you think it was? How did you handle it? And then wh- how did you educate yourself quickly on what it was? We, we were home. Uh, fortunately for us, that night Cameron had... Uh, his two best friends were, were sleeping over. And so what happened was Cameron had a seizure. Uh, it was like, I don't know what time it was, but one of the kids that was over rushed into my bedroom and woke me up and told me that uh, Cameron is spinning up blood and it doesn't look good. And I'm like, what, you know, I'm completely disoriented. Like, what the hell? Yeah. So I run in there, and sure enough, his mouth is bloody, and he was awake, but he was not really responding to me talking to him. And so I took him out of the bedroom. I, 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 I gave him water, which I found out later was the wrong thing to do. Um, and it, slowly he, he started coming around and talking, and, but he was just not himself at all. So I called 911. And we went to the hospital. Um, and then I think the paramedics knew that he had a seizure, but they didn't tell me that because um, I told them about this. He bit his tongue. And so that was, that was something I found out later is an indicator of when you have a seizure. I didn't know. Um, 
So he bit his tongue. We went to the hospital. And then when we got to the hospital, they took, that's when they told me he had had a seizure. And my first thought was, why the hell did he have a seizure? Like, what? What caused the seizure? Like, what, that was so confusing to me. He'd never had a seizure. I didn't know what caused seizures. I wasn't thinking about epilepsy at all. Like, of course, I knew what a seizure was, but I'd never known anybody in my life to have had a seizure. Like, why would? Why did he have a seizure? So anyway, long story short, the, the neurologist that we saw, which I found out later, we, we should have seen an epileptologist, but that's a whole other long story. Basically, said it, it was not a big deal. Some people have a free seizure. That was what he told us. You could have a free seizure, and you might not ever have another one. He gave me a pamphlet, and we, I forgot how long we were there. This was a long time ago. And then I remember we went home. And sure enough, he didn't have another seizure for over a year. So initially, it wasn't a deal at all. It was just something weird that happened. When he had his second seizure, that's when it got really, really scary because now – your diagnosis epileptic. And so after that, that's when we got on medication and then we got a little more information, but it still wasn't uh, sufficient in our view in hindsight, uh, especially, you know, everything we've learned since then. Um, and the, the, one of the problems with Cameron's type of epilepsy was he had so few seizures, they were literally like almost like once a year. Um, we, we weren't sure if the medicine that he was on was working or not. We, we kept taking it, so we thought it was working. But then, ultimately, he had another seizure. So now, okay, is the medicine not working? It, it's, it's a really, really hard thing because everything is experimental. There's no, like, cure or one thing that absolutely works. And everybody's epilepsy journey is, is different. Some people seize multiple times a day and are just debilitated. Cameron had a seizure once every 12, 8, 12 months, and he did all these things in between, movies and traveling and shows and charity and everything. It never stopped him, but it was always a bummer when it happened. So, um, and then up until the time that he passed, still, we never knew it could be fatal. I always knew it was an issue. It was going to be an issue when it's like, obviously, it was something we had to maintain or, or manage, I should say, and, and, and address, but I never knew it would kill him. And so when he passed, we were beyond blindsided. Like what, it, it, it's still to me like surreal, you know, three and a half years later. Um, so, you know, part of the reason why we started the foundation was just to continue Cameron's charitable work. But that quickly went to the back room. We realized we have a platform. We need to help out with epilepsy and just make that be our main focus. Mm. Um, because in the foundation was really a, just a knee-jerk reaction to his passing. We, we just didn't know what the hell to do. It was just so shocking. But now we're, we're just laser-focused on, on epilepsy research and finding a cure. What do you do if someone has an epileptic seizure? You talk about biting the tongue. Do, do you put... Do, do you, Put something in their mouth, or what do you do? Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Watkins Law Firm, trial and litigation attorneys, self, it's personal injury, wrongful death, contracts and transactions, landlord and tenant disputes, or just general civil litigation. Watkins Law Firm 
dot LLC is where you need to go. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC. And here's Tyler's tip of the day. So get this. It's easier to sue someone if their dog injures your livestock than it is if it injures you. If you're attacked by someone else's dog, you can only recover from the owner if you can show the dog had previously attacked someone or if it was violating a leash law. However, if that dog injures livestock, then you don't have to show anything. Amazing, isn't it? Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC, serving all of Georgia. Next time, talk to Tyler. Help you help your business get to the next level. And you do that by incorporating create graphics in there. Whether it's vehicle wraps, corporate events you might be having, interior, exterior events, Graphic Design and Apparel Create Graphics is a full-service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, wide format printing, and graphic installation. Excellent customer service where every project is going to get that one-on-one experience from start to finish. CreateGraphics.net. C-R-E-A-T-E-G-R-A-P-H-I-X.net. Or you can call 770-369-9962. 770-369-9962. Tired of ants on your countertop while you're cooking? Can't go outside without getting eaten by mosquitoes? Uh, Give Inspect All Pest Services a call. They've got everything you need to get rid of all that stuff just mentioned. Whether it's ants, roaches, fleas, or ticks, Inspect All has got you covered. With their year-round pest treatments, live without the worry or hassle of pests. Give Inspect All Pest Services a call today, 770-483-2420, 770-483-2420. Mention the BS, get your first initial service for free. Sometimes it's tough finding the right tree service, like ones that'll give you a call back or ones that'll even show up. Cut and right tree service and more, they're going to do both. They're going to show up and they're going to call you back. 877-828-8846. You can also book online, cuttingright.com, C-U-T-T-I-N-R-I-G-H-T.com. Female, veteran-owned, located and servicing all around Atlanta. And if you mention the BS, when you call, you get $100 off your job. Experience tree removal. Who care all about the details. Customer satisfaction guaranteed. 877-828-8846. That's 877-8-CUTTON. CUTTONRIGHT.com. And back to you, Jason. Well, biting the tongue is is one thing that could happen. Every seizure is different. Um, The the most important thing you can do when somebody's having a seizure is, is, is... Make sure they're not on their face, you know, turn them on their side, stay with them, call 911, obviously. Um, You know, if you go on the website, um, we have a whole thing laid out on on, on what to do step by step by step. And I really encourage people to go there and check it out and read it and share it with your loved ones. Um, It's not rocket science, and and anybody can do it. it, but it's not to say that you can save everyone or, or there's one magic thing to do. Um, but just being conscious of the situation is the most important thing and, and taking action. Um, like I said, when, when he had his first seizure, I wasn't right there in the room with him. I came in after the fact. And his mouth was bloody, but I didn't know what had happened to him. I wasn't familiar with, with that being a, a seizure thing. So, you know, just the most information you can have, especially if you know someone in your family has it or, or um, a loved one, 
just just arm yourself with as much information as possible. So when you lose a child, which I can't even imagine what that's like. I was just having this conversation with my, my family the other day because there was a young lady here locally that uh, that got taken uh, at like 16, 17 years old. And, you know, everybody has kind of their, their own thing. You're still going to go through your five stages, of course, um, you know, depending on maybe what you believe in, so on and so forth. But how did you and your wife, especially initially, get through the idea that you just lost your son? Uh, we're still not through it. Uh, I don't think we'll ever be through it. But my wife and I grieve completely differently. What my wife does, and it's very helpful, and I think this helps a lot of people, is she's in multiple support groups. Mm-hmm. She leads some now. She just attends some. And it's all with people. Actually, there's one for just parents that lost their kids to suit up. And I always say this is like the worst club to be in, but the support is phenomenal. Obviously, everyone in that group really understands what you're going through because in, unless you've lost a child, you, like you said, you can't comprehend it and you, you shouldn't. You don't want to know what that feels like. It, it's, it's excruciating. Um, uh, for me personally, um, I, I'm kind of more introverted. I have a tight circle of friends um, that I cycle with that uh, it's just kind of when I'm on my bike and I'm with my friends, I just kind of like disappear it's like my little bubble, um, and, and that's all I do. But, but my wife, actually, by, by being in so many support groups, she kind of helps me uh, inadvertently, you know, with the grieving process. Sometimes we're fine. Sometimes we, 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 we break out and we just, we just cry and cry and cry. And uh, I think that's, um, you know, people try to suppress those feelings sometimes, but I think just letting that out uh, is natural and helpful, um, but we'll, we'll never be over it. It's just um, uh, it's just something you, you manage day to day. Um, you know, I can't believe it's already been three years. Because, yeah. you know, obviously we have pictures all over the house. And, and, and everywhere I go, I see somewhere I've been with Cameron, you know. We live near all the studios. Like, I've been to every studio and, and uh, voiceover place in town with my son not to mention all over the world. So I can't go anywhere without thinking about him. And, um, uh, you know, I still have his car in the driveway. It, it's just every day there's reminders. So, but someone once told me, you know, may his memory be a blessing. And it, it definitely is. You know, I'm so lucky that I got to spend as much time with him as I did, um, uh, being like dadager, dad manager as, as he's growing up and, and working as a young actor. So, you know, I didn't get to spend nearly that much time with my dad growing up. So I'm really blessed to have spent that time with him. But to lose him, to answer your question, is just devastating beyond belief. But I think he will be proud of what we're doing. I know he would. And I think he will be mad if, if we didn't do something about it because he was very dedicated to helping people. That was his whole his whole essence was all about others. He was, he was the most giving person I ever met. And I, I, honestly, I, I'm not like that. So I don't know where he got that from, but he, he just really was. And I, I learned a lot from my son uh, as far as, as being a good human. He, he's just, he, I don't know how he came out like that. He just, 
was a beautiful person. I, I always like to share this story, uh, this conversation, not like this topic uh, comes up often, but, you know, years and years ago, I, I went I went through a, uh, a rough patch where I lost, you know, a handful of people in a very short amount of time. And uh, the, the last one was a fraternity brother of mine. He was 22 when he passed away of uh, skin cancer. And I was 21. Mm. And he was one of those guys, like I can assume Cameron was, just everybody loved him. He just he walks into a room, he lights it up. There's, you, you couldn't, there's not enough money to be paid to find a flaw. And, and my buddy, just like probably Cameron was as well. And I'm at his funeral, and he was the last to pass out of all these people. And I just, it hits me like a ton of bricks. It's like I'd been, you know, pushing all these feelings back, and it just hits me like a ton of bricks. And I remember I, I was so, I, I was crying so much. I, I couldn't see and I was disoriented and I closed my eyes and it was a beautiful Florida day and we're under a tree. And I just remember looking up in this clear blue sky and in my head go, why would you take a kid? You know, he's 22. Why would you take a kid? And it was this surreal, I, I kid you not, Victor, it's this surreal moment and I opened my eyes. I wasn't crying anymore. And something just said, look around. And I look around, and there must have been over a 1,000 people at, at Scott's funeral. And I'm going, that's the answer. You know, we were, we, he was put on this earth to do something. He achieved that. Now it's time to go. And if you yeah. look at all these people that he touched – that was what he was supposed to do. And I go back to the beginning of this conversation, you know, when when I was talking about Cameron and, you know, seven films, 19 television shows. He won the Pioneer Spirit Award, Young Artist Award, Daytime Emmy Award at before 20 years of age. I mean, that's a lot. to he t The philanthropy work that he did uh, as a 20-year-old was more than most human beings do in a lifetime. So, uh, if, if that brings 100%. any, if that brings any solace, I don't know, but, uh, I just like to share that story. No, it, it does. And I, I appreciate that. It, it really does. He, he did more in his little 20 years than I've done in my 60. Well, I mean, tenfold. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I do appreciate that. And, and that's the, that's the person he was. And I'm glad you understand that. Because, you know, a lot of people just want to talk about Disney, and it's like, you know, Disney was important in his pick, but that, that's, that's a very small part of, of who Cameron was and, and what he was about. Um, and so, he recognized that. Uh, he recognized that, too. Yeah. You know, the, if, if, oh, yeah. if, if anybody yeah. wants to go and, and watch the speech that Cameron gave for the Pioneer, Pioneering Spirit Award, he says at the end, you know, material, I mean, a 20-year-old, material things are great, celebrities great, fame's great, blah, 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 but don't forget the things that are important. You don't hear too many 20-year-olds saying that. You know, we were sitting in the audience when he gave that speech, and my jaw just hit the table like, <laughs> wow, that's deep. <laughs> I, I didn't know what he was going to say, and and so yeah, that was a, that was a fantastic night, and 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 that's his legacy, you know. It just that's who he was. I remember when he was like he used to do uh, celebrity basketball games. When I say celebrity, I mean like kids that run like Disney shows and stuff like that. Mm. And um, he was about fourteen or thirteen, and they, his little team won. 
and he took off his jersey and gave it to a kid in the crowd. And I was mad because I wanted the jersey. <laughs> but, but he's like, he didn't care about me keeping the jersey or him. He wanted to give it to a fan and, and because that's who he was. He just always, he would give, literally give you the shirt off his back is the point of this. Like, that's, that's the guy he was. Just, just amazing. And I'm still amazed by him, like, every day. And, and I'm so glad that, um, you know, even after his passing, he can still do good, and he's still doing charitable work by helping uh, this epilepsy thing. It's, it's, it's going to be something that we're going to make an impact on it, and, and it just has to be. Yeah. How supportive was the, uh, I, I'm guessing the grown-ups family was pretty tight-knit. You know, I know that it's the Sandler crew, and then once you get into that Adam Sandler crew, that guy will, you know, take his shirt off uh, his own back for you. So how supportive afterwards were, were the cast, his castmates from that, from that movie, those movies? Well, I, I have to tell you, we're not in contact with everybody from the cast, but Sandler has been mega supportive. He is the man. He's helped us out. We, we actually just went to his daughter's bat mitzvah, and, you know, Cameron wasn't even there. He didn't have to invite us to that. So he's been really, really, really fantastic. Uh, Selma as well. Um, everybody, but, but definitely Adam is the standout as far as that goes. Um, you know, Cameron, you know, you mentioned the Pioneering Spirit Award. Um, Cameron was really involved with Thirst Project. And Sandler, because of Cameron, has also become a big supporter of Thirst Project. And uh, it's just been an honor and and a blessing to have him in our lives. That doesn't shock me. You know, Adam Sandler's kind of always just been just just been a dude, man. You know, and I've never interviewed him. I've never met him. But I can assume. If you ever do, you'll love him, and, and he's just, he says he's just a dude. The, the interesting thing about Sandler is Cameron and Adam are very, very similar in a lot of ways, where Cameron was also just a dude, but he was a dude with an incredible work ethic, where Sandler has that same thing. Sandler just works and works and works and works. He does movie after movie after project after project. He never stops. Yeah. But then you, you see him, he's walking around in bummy shorts and a T-shirt. He doesn't wear a watch. You know, the guy is worth billions, and he just looks like a dude that works at Walmart. Mm. And he's so nice, and, and, and his wife is lovely, and his kids are lovely. Um, just, just, just a dude. And Cameron was very similar. They were both funny as hell. They were both caring as hell, giving of their time. Very, very similar people. And, and, and Adam, to this day, still loves them. I'm assuming, you know, I, well, I, I know this, you know, Adam Sandler had the, the Halloween, uh, uh, the Hoobie, Ho- Hoobie Halloween, right, that he dedicated yes. to, to Cameron yes. uh, here this past Halloween. Well, Cameron was supposed to be in it. Cameron, Cameron was supposed to be in it. He got fitted, fitted for a prosthetic, for a gag that's in the movie, and uh, it was all set to go. And then, you know, nope, not going to happen ever. I, so, I, yeah, that... that that was unfortunate. I'm assuming uh, there's going. I'm assuming there's going to be a grown ups three. Um, do you know how if there has been conversations they're going to incorporate Cameron into that? I, I'm 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 sure Adam's going to do something. I don't think so. I mean, I, I don't I don't know how that's going to happen. Um, you know, I, I can't really speak on that. I don't know. I don't know. 
I would think, though. You're right. You know, kind of fast and furious. You want to still keep a major, major player in there and to honor them and, you know, part of the franchise. I mean, would that would you be okay with that? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how that would play out, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I can't really speak on that. That, that. That's a tough one for me emotionally. Really interesting. Okay, I'll, I'll let it go. But yeah. that, that's I, yeah. I was I was not yeah. uh, expecting that answer. Okay, that's interesting. Um, yeah. Well, look the the Cameron Boyce Foundation dot org. I think you've done an amazing job of explaining epilepsy. You know, with it being Epilepsy Awareness Month here in in November. Uh, I think just a lot of people are kind of clueless to it, and right now maybe scratching their head, going, "Oh my God, my kid had a seizure, and I, didn't, I had no idea what it was, and he was misdiagnosed, and so on and so forth." So now you know. Uh, Victor Boyce, of course, the father of uh, the late great Cameron Boyce, uh, left us way too soon. The Cameron Boyce Foundation dot org. Thank you for all the time, Victor. Really appreciate it. Give my best to your wife, Libby. Okay. Thank you for having me on. I will. I will. Thank you so much. I don't forget our Instagram page as well. Uh, it's also the Cameron Boyce Foundation on Instagram, because so, some people prefer that to go into a website. Sure, absolutely. Uh, and we'll post all that on our social media as well, too. Awesome. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Thank you, sir. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. Now, get out of here.